Welcome to the X's and Tea podcast, where we talk about X's and Tea with your hosts, Corey and Danny. Hey, hey there, everybody. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you back, as always. We're taking you on the wild ride of Danny's story about the cult part two today. The cult part two. This is the juicy part. It really is, because there's just, there's so much. Yeah. Um, I'm still watching The Handmaid's Tale. Still so good. I'm still not. (laughs) We'll get her on it, you guys, I promise. She, like, sleeps on the best shows, and then she watches them, and she's like, where has this been my whole life? Basically, yeah. Which will definitely be the hand. I know you really well, and I know you're going to like The Handmaid's Tale. You're going to be like... I'll have to give it a go. That's... It's intense. Trigger warning for anybody who, like, watches it. It's, like, got S.A. and, like, mm. R-word in there. So we definitely we don't want you to watch it if it's not for you, but... If it is okay for you to watch that, definitely do. What about you, Corey? What's been up? Just new job? Yeah, nothing exciting. Same shit, different day? Basically. Hey, no news is good news. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want anything crazy to happen. Although my car. Oh, yeah. The, okay, Qu- Corey's car. What's the <sighs> scoop now? So, okay, so I bought this car. I'll just preface this. I bought it very cheap. I bought it for $3,000. So I expected some things to be wrong with it, you know? Yeah. Um. Well... We fixed a bunch of little things when I first got the car, and then, like, I don't know, like, a month and a half into it, it started having, like, this issue, like, a transmission issue. Yeah. And long story short, um, we thought that I needed a new TCM, which is the transmission module, control module. Yeah. So, we, my dad ordered it, got the part. My dad used to be a mechanic for, like, 30 years, just so you know preface that so he knows what he's doing yeah so he changed that out put the new one in and basically i only had second gear what (laughs) so my dad's like what the fuck basically and then he noticed that he took the key out of the ignition in my car and he noticed that it's like burning up Oh. Yeah, so it's, like, hot as fuck. Like, if he put it on himself, it would have burned his skin. No way. Yeah, so, and then he, like, felt around, like, the starter where, like, the starter is and stuff, and he was feeling around, and it was hot as hell, too. Right. And he's like, that's not fucking good. It's gonna, like, catch on fire. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) So, um, so, yeah, he, like, took all that apart, and I I don't know what he's doing now, to be honest. I think he's gonna replace it, because obviously that's not, like, a normal thing. It shouldn't be doing that. Right. So, I don't know. The last, last update i had my car's torn apart in my parents garage right now so i've been using my mom's car for like the past week and a half and that one has also and that one has also had issues the ac went out in it and it's summertime in arizona it's summertime y'all. in arizona yeah so i've been driving this car mind you the black car oh so it's hot as fuck it's a nice car though it is nice but <laughs> oh god it'd be great if the ac worked it like half works so right. the driver's side air conditioning it works but, like, kind of, it's not as cold as it should be. Right, right. And then the passenger side, it's just hot air that oh it blows. Gosh. And my dad just hasn't had time to look at that sure. because he's been working and stuff. And then they're leaving this weekend and they're going on vacation. So, I'm like, great. Okay, I'll just suffer and die. <laughs> suffer and die. <laughs> uh, well, at least we have AC in the house. Oh, thank God. Uh, Corey's car troubles, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. My life is a shit show. Uh, 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one, right? Yeah. So at least men aren't your problem. That's true. Fuck them. Yeah. No offense if you're a man, but. Respectfully. Oh, respectfully, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, you if you've heard our previous episodes, you would know that we have a lot of issues with men, especially if you're named Kyle. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. We have a nice Kyle. I know for sure we have one good <laughs> That's Kyle. That's true. Yeah. Nicest guy uh. ever. Um, 
And apparently I just like to date toxic men because that's all that I ever fucking date. Dude, same. Except for my current significant that's true. other. Yeah. He's fantastic. We love him. Yeah. But my, I, yeah. Thank God my ex is gone. Skedaddled. Skedaddled on out of here. So fun fact about her ex-boyfriend. Can I tell the simp story? real quick yeah oh god <laughs> okay yeah just don't use his name <laughs> we won't so her ex-boyfriend right this guy's a total doucher like fuck this guy major so Corey, he's a walking red flag he is so we have he's an aries he, so if you're into zodiac just just look it up respectfully i don't fucking know what that means he's just like aries i'll tell you later but respectfully if that's your thing do it you do you i just don't know what it means i'll tell you later okay <laughs> so anyway <laughs> so i have a dark sense of humor Corey has a dark sense of humor my significant other he like we can fuck with him and he doesn't care i mean no. the amount of jokes we make we roast him on the daily like <laughs> both of us roast him and he's fine with it like sometimes he'll give it back sometimes like he just doesn't get butt hurt right and like upset about it so <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all remember the really big internet meme a couple years ago it was like the simp like you know simps the guys who simp over girls right the guys right the, the quote nice guys of the internet we now refer to them as incels um, but <laughs> simps basically are the ones who like they're the nice guys they like buy girls dinner they'll like donate to girls they on take stream. care of them they do nice things stuff yeah, like that but they're also incels they also have major incel energy so it was a total joke. You should joke. explain what an incel is for the oh. people that don't know. Okay, incel, the best way that I can describe it is, like, they're a simp at first, right? Mm -hmm. They buy maybe, like, let's say a girl on the internet who's a Twitch streamer, right? They would um, donate to her stream, call her beautiful. And when she says, I have a boyfriend, the incel part of them comes out because they start saying, like, F you, you are ugly anyways. Right. Like, like that. I wasn't even interested. Yes, that's, like, a simp and then the incel part. Uh -huh. like, it's just. Yeah, so it was a big meme, and I was, and he was like commenting nice shit on her <laughs> Facebook, and I was like, Corey, can I asked her first? I didn't think he would get mad. I asked permission. I was like, hey, can I call him a simp really quick? And she was like, yeah, he'll get it. It's funny. Yeah. Big internet meme. Like, everybody was calling. Like, I call my boyfriend Update. a simp all the time. He did not get it. Yeah, he didn't fucking get it. So <laughs> he was mad. He was pissed. So I commented on Facebook. I replied to his comment. I said, what a simp. Haha, ha, just kidding. Corey, you deserve this. Like, it was just something super nice. I don't even remember what it was about. That's all I said. Yeah. And this guy. I don't remember the post, though. I don't, I don't know what it was about. I think it, I just went back and found a post that he said something nice on and replied to it. And this guy got so pissed at me so pissed. for calling him a simp. Like, how dare you call me that? Are you calling me a bitch? I mean, now I am. <laughs> yeah. He got so mad. And I'm like messaging him. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm messaging Corey. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm not invited to the wedding now. Like, I'm fucked. Like, Don't worry. There's no wedding. <laughs> he's going. Like, it's so, yeah. That was my first impression of him. It was not good. Not good. I literally, because, I mean, him and I have always had, like, a very sarcastic, dark humor relationship. Right. So, a lot like, you know, me and Danny, that's how our friendship is. <laughs> Same with my significant other and I. Yeah. Very much. We're so sarcastic to each other. Yeah. Like, so, I didn't think it would be a problem. And it was. It was a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. He was pissed. And then he got pissed at me. He did. That's right. You sent me screenshots. And he, like. Yeah. He, like, stopped talking to you for, like, a hot minute. Yeah, because he was, I was like, I'm not even doing anything. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, yeah, and so this, it, don't this, date toxic people. Yeah, this, ladies and gentlemen, Unfortunately, I why he's gone. And if they can't handle your sense of humor, get rid of them. Boy, bye. Bye. Like, three times. 
fucking bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Huge tangent. Um, but we're going back into the cult today. And so if you haven't listened to part one, you got to go listen to it. It makes more sense if you've heard part one. Yeah. But ultimately, I got sucked into a cult. And this cult was called, an, it's an organization called Worldwide Dream Builders. They are a training mentorship organization that utilizes the distribution company called Amway. Just for a disclaimer, these are my personal experiences. The names of these leaders have been changed. I'm not trying to get sued. I'm just <laughs> trying to expose my story and my experiences with this organization. Right. right? And this has, I, I have no beef with Amway, the distribution company. I think that they have fantastic products. I am not into MLMs. Don't come at me with your Sensi or whatever MLM crap. If I have to recruit people, I don't want to do with it. Right. Nothing. Okay. So with that being said, <laughs> <laughs> my first year in the cult was great. Okay, and worldwide, they made you feel like you were family. Mm -hmm. And I was living on top of the world. You were on a real high. I was on a high. It was the second year is when things really changed. That's when I started to really see kind of what was going on. But I wasn't, I wasn't really, I don't know. I wasn't there yet. You know, you know, like we talked about this in our relationship with Kyle. You know, we stayed and we stayed. We started to see things that were wrong, but it was not our time to leave yet. Right. Like you could not have talked us out of that relationship fast enough. Right. Yeah. So we were. So I stayed. I stayed around. And a lot of it was because of the manipulation that would happen within these groups in these meetings. If you listen to part one, you talk about how or you listen and you hear us talk about how I was not allowed to say certain things to certain people. Like it got to the point where we we had to be really careful what kind of jokes we made to our cross line friends. Um, as a quick reminder, cross line. So you have your upline. That's your leadership. You have your downline. That's people that you sponsor into the business. And then anybody else is considered your cross line. And the cardinal rules basically said you can't talk to these people like about pretty much their personal lives. You couldn't you couldn't go like we would have these big major functions. And sometimes the cross line, we would all go together to go get some food. They started discouraging that because they're like, but you, it might not be in your budget, so you shouldn't go. But you'd be like starving and you have the extra money, but your upline says it's not in your specific budget, so you can't go. Wow. Or they would say you can't talk about alcohol because somebody might be a raging alcoholic and they've, quote, spent all this time helping them that they might get um, triggered and drink again or something. And you've wasted all that progress that they've done, right? Sounds like a them problem. Oh, 100%. That's not a me problem. That's a fucking them problem. That's a self-control problem. Right. Right? I'm not the one giving you the drink and putting it down your throat. Oh, exactly. And then they would say, don't recommend certain movies because that person might have just worked themselves out of a, like with their upline and their counsel, their quote mentors, Mm -hmm. they would have worked with them to get them out of like a porn addiction. That was something they heavily talked about was like a porn addiction um, and getting men and women in these traditional roles, right? So in these, yeah, in these meetings, right? So they're held, they're held at houses and churches. The board plan meetings, the board plan is when the leader goes up, has a whiteboard, some whiteboard markers and draws, you know, either the life story or the business plan, Mm -hmm. right? And they would hold them in houses or churches. So that way they were free. And only the men were the ones sharing these board plans, right? They would teach us and we go back to the nuts and bolts, right? Those specific (laughs) trainings for the independent business owners, the IBOs, they would teach us how to be a supportive spouse. 
Yeah, dude. Like women would not. Women would do everything behind the scenes. You're talking, do their calendars, do, you know, the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning, everything. And they would say, but marriage is a hundred, a hundred. Like they would, they clearly would, not. No, <laughs> and they would like have us hold up this water bottle with uh, with somebody else and be like, if one person's only giving fifty percent, the water bottle's gonna fall, right? So relationships weren't 50-50. Relationships were 100%, 100%. Or what they called zero or zero 100. Like even if your spouse is giving 0%, you have to give 100%. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And this was ingrained into me. And I was like so convinced I was going to find a significant other who was going to be like this. And you know who was in my mind for this? Kyle. I was like, yeah, Kyle would be so great if he saw this. Kyle would love this. Right. It was a. It was beginning of 2017. So I'd been in the business for a year. And I'm, I've got all this shit ingrained in me mm-hmm. with talking to people. I even had a couple of people in my business at this point. Mm-hmm. And these poor people, I, I'm so sorry to them because... <laughs> Honestly, I I can't apologize enough for bringing people into this. But I genuinely at the time thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. I wanted everybody to be a part of it. I wanted everybody to feel the same way that I felt about it. Yeah. I lost friends during this time. Wow. Absolutely, I lost friends. Because they would teach you if they don't come around, they're lazy, they're bad people, you don't want to get around them. One of the biggest pin levels. Yeah, one of the biggest pins in the business, he would do these talks and he would say, like, he would talk about his, your drinking buddies and he would talk like that and he would say, snap shit, you're on your snap shit with your drinking buddies and that's how he talked, dude. Like, he was downgrading all these people. He's like, you got your Seahawks friends or whatever city he was in, he would say whatever, like, major sports team. He's Uh like, your Seahawks friends are not successful friends your drinking friends are not your successful friends you need to get around successful people and like I get that you know iron sharpens iron I understand that concept right but it's I think it's okay to have regular ordinary friends right yeah I mean it's not a competition never like you don't have to be better than everybody no and you can be supportive of your friends in whatever journey that they're in and they truly made us feel like we had to also be pompous and criticize our friends and I did Wow. I absolutely did. I cut out anybody. And that's what they would teach us to do. Mm -hmm. Cut out anybody who is not building this business. They would say, my only association are people building this business and family. And they had full, whole ass families getting into this damn business too. That's wild. I always felt like, man, my mom's not in here. My dad's not in here. Like this sucks. But I would lean into them. They would say, plug into mentorship is what they would say. So around this time I have, it's, you know, early 2017 and I'm, I'm still talking to people. I'm getting, trying to get everybody in my business so I can, you know, get to that first level of leadership. And I talked to this couple, this one lady, she was going to, um, she was going to babysit my son. So mm-hmm. I had, I, I had met her over like a babysitting app. Oh yeah. And um, we had sat on the phone and I was talking to her, you know, and ultimately the conversation led to the, the business, you know, mm-hmm. dropping the message, the leader mentorship and connecting with other people. And ultimately she would not end up babysitting my son. I'd find somebody else. And she would, and her boyfriend would come and be a part of my business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we're going to call her Shayna. We're going to call her Shayna. So we had Shayna and her boyfriend. We're going to call him Travis. So you had Shayna and Travis. So Shayna was a crazy bitch. Yikes. Okay. I learned this throughout the time that I got to know her because she was 
so much drama. Ew. I mean, everything to her was drama. And she was just, she was just not somebody, like at first she was fantastic. I think she had had some, something in her past had made her that way. Mm. And she had had some abuse happen, which I completely relate to, obviously. And I was fucked up too. Right. But she was on a whole different level. Wow. And so her boyfriend, Travis, like, he was the nicest guy. And um, we would, I would bring them around. And Shayna was constantly breaking rules. She wasn't coming dressed up in business attire. She would start cross-lining with other people. She, I remember we took them to this major event. And this major event called Spring Leadership is in Spokane, Washington. And I remember the, just the whole thing was a shit show because <laughs> I had to, like, it was my job as their leader to book this trip so my sister my oldest sister she lived in pasco so i she would watch my son so we would have to ride up there with my son in the car with us and the car that i had was not big enough to store all of our stuff and that wasn't my fault because online it looked bigger than it was and they gave us the wrong car oh wow so yeah and then with that did you like rent a car yeah we had to rent a car and we had to rent it with they would tell us don't have credit cards but you have to have a credit card to rent a car right yeah and you needed to rent a car for this trip and it happened every year where we had to go to the spring leadership and we had to stay in this five-star hotel they would like book out these five-star hotels with us like really expensive but they'd throw like four girls to a room or four guys to a room couples had to get their own rooms Mm -hmm. um which ended up being so much money yeah but so me i was a single so i would just go with all the other girls and i would room with them and really we wouldn't even be in the rooms too long because as you learned from the first you don't ever sleep so not at all why did you even need a room exactly So we were at this major function and I already fucked up with the car. And what had happened also that was really toxic was the lady who did end up putting it in her name. She was one of my downlines. She was the sweetest lady. And to her, I'm so sorry that I ever got you involved. (laughs) She um, put it on her credit card and she wanted to pay for the extra insurance, but it would add the cost for everybody. Like we all had to split the cost for this car Mm. in order to afford it right right and gas and everything yeah and our upline was like i never get the insurance and she just kept saying like i really want to get the insurance and everybody was like no we can't afford that especially shayna fucking shayna oh god so we're at this major function right and she ruined it for me dear god she was just the worst and so she was sitting next to somebody from a whole different line of sponsorship from who even knows where (laughs) And she's getting his phone number at the same event that she told my upline that I was getting too close to her boyfriend and hitting on him. I was not. So during this time, I'm with Kyle. Nobody, none of my downline knew. My upline knew. Right. My downline did not know I was rekindling my relationship with Kyle at this point. Wow. I was not interested in Travis. Travis is a super nice guy. I would never. I've been in this. I had been in this business for over a year. I know that you don't mess with somebody's significant other. I would fucking never. Right. Okay. And it was because we were in like um like a auditorium style seating and I had to scooch past to go to the bathroom. And that's and I laughed. That's because and I said, hey, on my way out. And that was me flirting How with her. How dare you say yeah. hey. Oh, my God. And I kept telling my upline, I was like, this woman won't stop cross-lining. She's not being professional at these meetings. I want her out. Right. They said no. It was me. I was the problem. What the fuck? So hear me out. I'm not trying to play the victim by any means. I can admit when I'm wrong. But they gaslit the fuck out of me in this situation. Wow. I was so angry i came back and i almost quit i told him i was taking a step back because shayna so 
what had happened on the way up there at this time i was so paranoid with my kid i always had him in the middle of the seat mm. every time like because he was little i mean i i know now that that it's okay to have my son in like the other side of the seat and i've changed that but i was a first time mom even in our personal car i had his car seat in the middle right and that's where i felt safe and so i had him in the middle because he had to go up with us and there they started telling me that like they're complaining about it and like I told everybody, hey, my son's gonna be here. He has to sit in the middle. Like that's just my comfort level for him. It's a long ass drive. Like, right. And he did great, by the way. Fantastic. He was not by any means like whiny or anything. That's she good. was whiny. Oh my god. Shayna was the only one who had a problem. She was the bad apple who like soured everybody's moods. And that's she, so ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, back she was so disrespectful and rude to me. I don't know why. I don't know what I did to her. I will never know what I did to Shayna. And quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. Right. Because fuck Shayna. Fuck you, Shayna. God. Yeah. So on our way back, I'm telling my upline everything. I'm calling them at the rest stop. I'm like, I cannot handle her. Right. And I want her out of my process. Remember how I told you they'll sign anybody? Yeah. That's why I say that. Because I, they told me from the very beginning, it's your business. You can work with whoever you want to. Mm -mm. I didn't have a choice. It's your platinum's business. Who, oh, they own your business is what they would tell us. Wow. Yeah. So uh, John and Barbara would tell um, Craig and Jenny, who were uh, two other people who had sponsored Robert, mm -hmm. they would tell them to take control of the situation. They could ha handle uh, uh, Shayna and Travis. And Travis never did anything wrong. Right. Shout out to Travis, who I've actually talked to recently super nice guy i think he's following his dream of what he really wanted to do now um super glad he's doing well um so ultimately him and Shayna would break up because Shayna was just too fucking much man i swear i mean i don't know the whole story but right she was a lot Yikes. she's the reason i almost quit and then i like i would keep hearing back from jess because we like secretly kept communication at this right. point and i would hear back from her and she'd be like yeah Shayna did it again and then eventually they did have to tell Shayna to stop coming around because she just she wasn't being professional wow Yep. So But they'll never no they'll never admit that you were right. Oh, they never did. No. They never did. They just said, Well, Craig and Jenny kind of did. Um, Craig was really supportive. Like Craig was like a big brother to me. In fact, side note about Craig, he had sold me a cell phone mm. what like a few months like a month or two before Robert had dropped the message with me and got me into the in the business. Oh really? Yeah, Craig chickened out on talking to me about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's funny how I still ended up being around Craig and That's his funny. wife, Jenny. Yeah. yeah. So Craig and Jenny had really started uh, to take over me uh, because um, Barbara and John were growing and, quote, they were too busy for me. Uh. So he, they were like, yeah, you you know, we almost lost you because of her. I was like, you did. Like, I told you so. Right. But they were hell-bent on getting as many people in this business as they could. As they could, yeah. So one thing I did forget is during this car ride back from Spokane, um, everybody had, like, we had calculated out beforehand how much this was going to cost. We gave everybody the amount for the car. Right. And then we would calculate gas um, on the way back. Mm -hmm. And when we were done, we were all not supposed to get out of the car until everybody had paid uh -huh. and Shayna was like throwing a fit about how she didn't think it was supposed to be this expensive and she wasn't gonna pay yep i think the fuck not bitch yeah she did end up paying though um but and still I, she had to throw a fit about it she sure as fuck did dude she really really like 
I just hated her. But they, like I said, they needed the money. Right. They wanted her money. Wow. So, yeah. So I took a step back. And at this point, I'm heavily involved in my relationship with Kyle again. We're mm-hmm. talking on the phone every day. I'm telling him, you know, you know, I took a step back from this opportunity that I was a part of. And I don't know if I'm going to go back. And he was really encouraging me to go back. What were his thoughts on this whole thing? You know what he told me? And I think it's because I had talked about it beforehand but they really encourage us not to say the words amway or worldwide Mm -hmm. because people will go and google it right and they'll find everything online about it right Right. and so i tried my best not to use those words with him because i didn't want him to know because they would say it's a process and he doesn't need that information whatever but i think i had slipped at one point Mm. and then he told me that he was talking to one of his cellmates about it and that they had been a part of the same thing and told him what it was no way yeah he did i don't believe it for a fucking second but i mean maybe maybe i mean so many people get exposed to this on a yearly basis it could it could have happened that's wild if it's like true like that's wild isn't that crazy but i feel like you know kyle he likes to oh yeah manipulate his uh surroundings and himself so yeah so wow yeah but he said he was like all about it he was starting to read john maxwell books in prison john maxwell is an author that they approved of that we could read in fact spring leadership shout out we got to see john maxwell i will still to this day not regret going to that because that's actually something that employers have found like really valuable in me and that's something for my career path i take away i'm like i still really value you him as an author yeah but started reading those types of books and kyle was like really getting interested in this like it was the plan that he was going to sit down with jenny and craig when he got out oh wow because jenny and craig knew that i was talking about uh, talking to him and they would even ask about like how's kyle doing Mm -hmm. um are you guys still communicating like are you planning on going to like get him when he gets out like like like, we all need to sit down once he gets home like we were dreaming up my life with kyle in our council sessions that's wild yep did they know what he went to prison for yep I told them everything. They would tell us to live in a glass house. Be transparent about 100% everything. I told them everything. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you remember, we'll go back to that. Never mind. I don't want to I don't want to preemptively go to that. But anyways, <laughs> so I'm in this. Business. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, so anyways, I, after this happened with Shana, after Shana got kicked out, basically, I... I went back mm-hmm. and um, it was around this time that I actually, I went to one of these regional rallies, right? Remember it's training in the beginning and it's a board plan, right? At night, <laughs> I, we had this group chat with our upline and our specific line of sponsorship. It was my my leaders. And um, in this group chat, they told my like direct, like my, my pals, my leaders, right? They're like, yeah. hey, keep Danny away from this area. Turns out Luke was there with another person. Somebody brought him to this meeting who was in a totally different line. If you remember, Luke is her ex-boyfriend. Luke is my ex-boyfriend who had gone through the process with me, was going to launch, and then we broke up. And that's when you had said maybe he saw the red flags. Right. No, he, he did didn't. not, apparently. <laughs> he did not. He was there with somebody else. Wow. Is, that's crazy. Well, it's funny because when we had started going through this, he had found out that some girl he was friends with on Facebook was doing it. I'm guessing he hit her up after we broke up. Probably. And eventually he ended up going to these meetings with her. Uh, I might be, like, mex- mixed up as far as timeline goes, but right. I def- this definitely happened. Yeah. Um, I, and you know what? Later on in the process of being in this business, they would have a, like, social media site. Mm to help connect people and it was like like uh engineered like through facebook it was like a like a works workplace type thing right and um you could like search people on there and i never saw luke on there so i think either he never launched his business Mm -hmm. or he launched and then quit which respectfully good for you i'm glad you got out yeah (laughs) i'm super glad that you got out because i did too um but i would definitely like look him up all the time just to see if he was like still around or like am i gonna run into him he's doing like am i gonna run into him at these functions right and i we would also 
through this process, we would see people that we would bring to meetings and you'd see them there with somebody else. This was not uncommon. It just oh, wow. it was my ex-boyfriend. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. So after everything happens with Shayna, I'm like getting back into this, this business again, actively. And I start pushing forward again and I start talking to new people. And at this point, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, Travis had joined the business. This guy was awesome. Like he, he's great. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I talked to him recently. He's one of the nicest people. Um, and again, so sorry. So now we're going to fast forward. Like the rest of this year, I got back into the business and everything was, was back to normal, right? I'm back in there. I'm attending these meetings. I am getting filled with all of this brainwashing information. By right. this point, I don't even have like friends outside of the business anymore. Wow. Not at all. So it's 2018 now. And we all know what happened in March of 2018. Kyle was released from prison. Yep. So unfortunately. Yep. So I would end up being in this relationship with Kyle while I was going mm-hmm. to these meetings. Nobody knew what was going on except for Jenny and Craig. Wow. Yep. No one knew what was going on. Well, it was Craig, Jenny, and then John and Barbara knew what was going on too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they were as in the loop because I didn't meet with them anymore. Right. Like who you met with changed based on their leadership levels and if they're growing or not growing. And Jenny and Craig had uh, happened to drop out of their qualification many times. Oh, wow. Which happens because you're working in a people business and people start to realize that these are huge red flags. Yeah. So people were dropping out left and right and they're trying their best to keep new people in. But those were who I was really meeting with. And by this time, Robert and Jess had actually gotten married. Yeek. Yeah. So I'm going through this with with Kyle. And it was around this time that that's when, you know, everything with Kendra was happening with Lulu, which I didn't know about Lulu at this point. But all of that's going on in the back end. That's a lot to deal with. It was a lot. Plus deal with all this shit too. Yeah. So I'm trying to be in this business and I'm still talking to people. And it was when I started working from home that um, I started looking for other avenues of, you know, income. I was trying to look for other jobs because I was doing like Postmates and stuff Mm -hmm. to try to make extra money. Yeah. And I remember I like went to this ad and it was a sales job, another, and I was already doing sales and it was for an SEO guy who creates seos and it's just an online web design guy mm. and um i started trying to work from him it did not work out i was not in the mental space to do that eventually he just kind of ghosted me because i just <laughs> kept not doing anything right because it was just hard like i was dealing with kyle yeah you had a lot going on this business and it was just so much going on but through this time he tried to get me into a different cult wow people I, really like you for their cults i guess i'm just approachable Right. Yeah, just uh, Corey has because fan- you're nice and you talk to people because well, you have a fantastic, fantastic RBF. I do. I don't have that. You yeah, I always me. look like, like don't talk to me. <laughs> me, I'm I'm approachable, and at that time, I was taught to be approachable. Right. So I go to this like seminar thing just because I wanted my employer to like me. Yeah. Mm-mm. It was a cult. It was these people going through this quote program and they were giving their testimonials about this quote program and it cost a shit ton of money, more than what our cult was. Wow. And they would preach in the cult that you're only spending, you know, your overhead, your, you don't count your business, your products as a business expense. I was spending so much money and at the end I'm going to talk about how much money I did end up losing. A lot. Right. But at this business I met a guy who did the program mm-hmm. and I told him, about worldwide 
but in like I dropped the message with him. I was like, hey, you seem to really like this kind of mentorship stuff. What if I introduce you to some new people who might be able to help you in a different way? Right. Boom. He was sucked in like he was about it. He's a super nice guy too. I'm yeah. not saying that like he's gullible or anything. I mean, people are have different motivations. I mean, I was in the same business, right? Right. I just felt like the other thing was a cult. And our business would talk about that. They would say anything else is a cult except for this. I beg to differ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I, I brought him around, and he would end up getting sponsored into business. So I, at this point, have, like, three business members. I'm talking to other people. I am going places. Right. Okay? I, at least I think doing so. the damn thing. I was. And then it was the middle of June when I found out that Kyle was cheating on me. Kyle when had texted Jenny and told her that he cheated on me. So, like I said, we have these counseling sessions, like, once or twice a month that we're supposed to go sit down with our mentors, right? Mm-hmm. And... We are to sit down with them, talk about business, per, like your goals with life and everything. Right. I remember sitting down at this Starbucks and I talk about it before and I'll say it again. Looking at her face, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple minutes into our meeting that she's asking me, so how are things going with Kyle? I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I haven't talked to him. And then she's like, <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. My heart sank. I knew something bad was coming. And that's when she told me that Kyle told her that he cheated on me. And this woman... How did how did Kyle get her number? I gave it to her. To him. Okay. Because he was supposed to talk to Craig and Jenny. Remember? He's supposed to be oh, that's right. getting that's her right. on this business. Yes. And so I gave him them, their information, especially since we weren't going to be allowed to talk. I was like, hey, if you need to reach out to somebody and you have questions, just need to talk, reach out to Craig. Right. And so he texted Jenny and just laid everything out. Jenny has been wow. in this cult longer than me. And she... I think the same way I was ingrained to be traditional and values and um, husband and wife and forgiveness and all that shit. Mm -hmm. She told me to forgive him. Fuck that. Because he's so manipulative and she's so obviously easily manipulated because she's in this cult. Right. At the time I was too. And I'm sure he was like, I'll never do it again. Blah, blah, blah. The bullshit that he lies. Exactly. And he spun it in some way that he made her, made her think that he just had this problem and he was trying to fix it. And it was an accident. And yeah, how the fuck do you do that by accident? You don't. You don't. I don't know what you said. But anyways. So she did, though. Like, your best friend comes to you, right? I come to you. My boyfriend tells you that he cheated on me. What do you say? Fuck no. Leave Get out of here. Leave him. Yeah. You cur- I would curse him out. And Bye. Yeah. She knew this information for a whole fucking month and didn't tell me anything. A month? A month. Wow. Yep. A whole month. She knew this was going on and, tell, and waited to tell me. She's like, I didn't wow. know how to tell you. But, like, she said everything else. I was like, mm, I don't know. Just the fact that she waited so long to tell you is, like, major red flag. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's one thing if she just found out, like, the night before or something. But she's held on to this for a whole fucking month. Yeah. And she watched me go to Klamath Falls and back. A six hour drive right one way and put all this effort into the relationship, relationship. yep she watched me do it all and i felt wow. so betrayed yeah but at the time i blamed my betrayal on just kyle and it was absolutely jenny jenny is a huge part of why i went back to kyle after that i would end up going and, and getting pregnant and being with him you know under the radar anyways right but that looking back as far as that part goes it's very 
devastating. Yeah. That she encouraged me. She knew how abusive he was. And I would tell her about his abuse. I would tell her that he, like, pushed me. And she would just say, well, you know, and I'd be like, I don't know what to say. Like, as a person, you fucking tell your friend. Like, it's such a touchy subject, and I understand that it's so difficult. But you encourage your friend to leave. Right. You do. Like, what that's not can. okay. Right. And there was never, they never encouraged me to leave him. Wow. Never. Which is so funny because they, like, come off as, like, such, like, such, like, traditional people and, like, in like marriages and stuff and like i'm sorry but normal marriages and being traditional you you don't cheat right like that's not okay why would you encourage somebody else in a relationship to forgive somebody yeah i don't know that's not that's not well i think it's because we had this quote what they called the pastor of this organization i'm not going to say his name Mm -hmm. but basically if couples were having issues like infidelity they would go to his place and um be like cured. counseled and not i don't want to say cured but they definitely be like they come together as a couple and come out stronger basically wow yeah so and they had actually seen another couple go through that so i would learn later on through this time as i'm you know listening to her mm-hmm. staying with kyle you learn about the divorces they always say well it's only a four percent divorce rate which is bullshit there are so many leaders yeah there has to be more there were so many leaders who were getting divorced left and right people were splitting up i mean this organization was tearing families apart that's sick they would tell you that um oh it's bringing people together it's not it's tearing people apart wow the relationships that i saw end Mm -hmm. including my own because of that that organization right terrible especially when you go back on their audios they'd have really old ones where one would have a spouse and then the newer person would have like a different last name same person or they'd have like no spouse anymore oh wow or they would rip the audios off of there if the divorce was like recent yeah wow there's this one lady who was she was like the one who like inspired me the most Uh at my very first function she was a single mom worked three jobs and then like she ended up marrying her upline Mm. and um they were only together I only saw her speak at one function and then he kind of disappeared and we never saw her and they ended up, they were divorced. Wow. Cause he came back as a single and then she actually later came back in the business sponsored by somebody else. Oh wow. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. There's a lot of divorce, a lot of splitting up and then just things just started to like not make sense anymore. Right. Like you'd start to question everything that you're being told. Mm-hmm. They would tell you one thing, right? They would tell us to watch our budget but then they would ask us for donations for gifts for these people. Like, like if you have it in your budget, if it's not in your budget, don't do it. But we would like, we would love to put, you know, we would love for you to donate your money to this right. gift to somebody who's supposedly a millionaire. You're like, how about they donate to me? <laughs> I'm broke. Right. Dude, I'm making like, I was by the end or by the, when I was still with Kyle, I was working my part-time job and I was doing postmates. I was doing what I had to do to survive. Right. And I wasn't paying for childcare anymore because I was working from home. I was homeschooling. I'm still with Kyle. I'm still in this cult. It was a fucking mess. Wow. And then I found out I was pregnant. Shit. And the thing is, is I couldn't ever tell anybody my story. How did I get pregnant? Obviously I did something to get pregnant i had a significant other like i was with somebody was there right and you don't just get pregnant by accident no (laughs) as you said before yeah (laughs) it takes two it takes two and it's never an accident so 
I was pregnant and nobody could ask questions. They weren't allowed to ask me. You couldn't ask your upline specific questions because that would de-edify them. Wow. You weren't allowed to embarrass your upline. That was another cardinal rule. Don't embarrass them. So you had to, again, we had to be really careful with what we said. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't just tell people, yeah, I have a boyfriend. Like I couldn't tell him because he wasn't coming to these meetings. Wow. Yeah. That's I had this so whole fucked. secret life that my upline knew was going on when my downline had no idea. That's and wild. these people were supposed to be my best friends. Right. So I'm going through my pregnancy and there was another girl that was pregnant as well. She was a single girl by herself pregnant and nobody knew her story either. And mm-hmm. I kind of wish I did. Right. Because I think it would help a lot of people. And they tell you that you can't share that story until you're a person of, of like leadership, until you're an eagle or above. Right. Right. You tell a micro story, but you're not going to tell them about your abuse until you've made it to that pin level because you can't be trusted to say anything else. Wow. Yeah. And so when Kyle and I had finally split up, I was kind of towards the tail end of my time in this cult Mm -hmm. because I was so pregnant and I was really emotional and things, like I said, they just stopped making sense the way that they were. Yeah. I was hearing, you were starting to see like the red flags and stuff more. I was, I was question. I was being fed things that, that were just so hypocritical. Mm -hmm. So for example, these leaders, if you follow them on Instagram and their stories, you'll see that they're, they have products that are not their products what? that they're, that they're showcasing that they're using. It's like they told us to live and breathe these products, but these, right. these upper people, they're not using them. And maybe they have them in their house. Maybe they're using some of them, but right. they are definitely out there. Like, why is that okay? Right. Why do they get but to... But you have to spend all your money on only their products. Yes. And if I drink another electrolyte drink, I felt guilty if I didn't drink their, that business electrolyte drink. And these people are advertising, like they're showing whatever electrolyte drinks. I saw one recently because I still follow one person mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. And she's a pretty high up in level. She's, well, she's actually Taylor's wife. Oh. Um, but I always see her posting these things. I'm like, that's not a product. Like, Wow. Yeah. And they're like always are showing themselves like going getting like what I assume was Botox and like Mm. just all of this crazy stuff. And they would tell you like if if you made the money to buy like let's say you in your regular job Mm -hmm. made enough money to buy a Louis Vuitton bag. Right. They would tell you don't buy that bag because your downline can't afford it and they'll duplicate you. Even if you and your regular job could afford a Louis Vuitton bag, they would tell you that stuff. And they'd wow. say, oh, I, but that's that, because that's what I would do. I couldn't buy my wife that bag until we were at this pin level. And there are still things I won't buy because I don't make, you know, because you don't make that much money. And it's like, but you're showcasing all this shit to us. Right. Which one is it? Right. Am I motivated by your damn watch or am I not? <laughs> right. What do you want me to be? Exactly. Exactly. That's so frustrating. Yeah. And they would tell you not to buy a house, but they were buying houses. They would tell you to rent houses. Don't buy a house. It's a waste of your time. So hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. Wow. Yep. So I, so Kyle and I uh, obviously ended up splitting at the end of 2018. And by this time, I'm kind of taking a break from the cult, kind of not. When I was pregnant with my baby, my... Uh, I had a baby shower. My sister-in-law is amazing. She set it up. Mm-hmm. And my upline came, Jess and Jenny. I have oh. a picture of us, actually, that we'll post on Instagram with Jess, me, and Jenny. Oh, wow. And um, Jenny was, like, the person that I'd go to for everything. I swear to you, she was, like, my best friend. Jenny was in the room with me. 
And I chose her over my roommate who I have known for well over 10 years. Wow. And I regret that to this day because my roommate is a, f my old roommate, <laughs> she was an incredible person. And to this day, I just value her so much. Right. She's like just amazing. And I regret not letting her be in there. Yeah. And uh, Jenny was in there. And after my son was born, I literally popped him out and she left and she did not come back. Wow. To the hospital. My roommate at the time had stayed with me the entire time until she had to go home. And because she took me to the hospital, she right. gave me a ride to the hospital. She stayed with me. She was the f like one of the first people to change his diaper. Wow. Yeah. He peed on himself and she thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. Um, and it is quite hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did have like my upline came and visited me at the hospital. Um, Barbara and John came mm -hmm. to visit me. Jess and Robert came to visit me. Mm -hmm. um, and they would end up leaving. But who was there for me? Like the whole time it was my roommate at the time. Right. And it was my dad. Yeah. My dad came. My dad brought me food. My dad came the day that he was born. My dad came the next day. And then my dad came and picked me up and he lived. My son was born in Oregon City, which I don't mind saying next. I don't live there anymore. Right. But my dad lived in like Malala at the time. Yeah. Which was a 30 minute drive. Maybe that's over exaggeration, but it's a drive. Right. You know, it's not just he down came, the street. He came every day. Wow. Every day. So parents, they're the best. Yeah. And these are the people who would tell me that my parents didn't know shit because they still worked a job. Right. Yet they're the ones that couldn't take the time out of their day to stay with you more than a couple, the of, couple of hours that you were there to have him, basically. Yep. So at this point, um, when I had finally, like, had my baby and, and I ended things with Kyle, their whole thing, they, like, they said, oh, we're so excited that we're closing this Kyle storybook now we can start a different chapter a different book just for you i would tell them about the abuse dude i'm mm -hmm. sitting there on their couch in their home telling them about this abuse and they never once thought it to tell me like you need to call the police never wow nope they would tell us that there are mentors and that we need to go to them for everything but then when we had problems they would say we're not professional counselors what well then why the fuck are we talking exactly so towards the very end i'm still maybe taking people through this process and at this time i actually had this couple that was a part of this process and dude let me fucking tell you <laughs> remember how we talked about how Shayna was allowed to stay around forever uh -huh. all right so people are typically in the process for three months maximum six if they're having an issue with their budget mm -hmm. like that's usually the reason why people don't launch is because they can't afford it right so you keep bringing them around and you keep them there in hopes that they're gonna launch their business one day right so while i was still pregnant i forgot to mention this couple but dear god <laughs> this couple is what did me in i oh god so this couple i'm not gonna say their names it was a husband and wife mm -hmm. And I met the wife one night a year prior. Oh, wow. To when I was, um, I, she was a security guard and I was just getting done with a meeting at the hotel that she was being a security guard at. And she came over to my door and she had asked, she's like, hey, it's kind of suspicious. Is everything okay? I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I just got done with, you know, I was meeting some people here. Um, and then ultimately I dropped the message, got her phone number. <laughs> right. Right. And I would keep in contact with her for a while and then she would just drop off. Mm -hmm. She actually ended up, um, sending me a text message when I was in uh, I was in Medford for one of the rallies that we were encouraged to go to right we were encouraged to go we, they would tell us if you're not driving the miles you're not you're not in you're not wow. all in and I, this couple 
So we, she messaged me, and when we got back from Medford, we set up a time, and we finally sat down with her. Dude, when I tell you, I again, I don't judge people for their differences, but this this woman was strange. So when we first sat down, her demeanor was very like stoic, mm-hmm. and she told Craig, she told Craig that I that uh, she could see strings coming out of his head. What the fuck? And me too. She's like, I can see your guys' strings. She said, yours are black. You're having an issue in your relationship. And you, Craig, you and your wife, did you have a fight? What the fuck? Out of fucking nowhere, dude. Left field. It was so weird. Yeah. And Craig's just like, that was like, Craig and I, like, we were talking mad shit after this. Yeah, like, I mad would shit. too. We're like, what the fuck? Just like, what was What that? just happened? What was going on? And um, he's like, it, like that's kind of weird though because like yours was true it was weird it was so weird but she would just always try to read us and it was very uncomfortable because i didn't want to be fucking read no read me (laughs) no i don't believe in that kind of shit you can't just like why do i have strings what does strings mean right if 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 there are people who believe in that no shame to you guys i i have no like i just personally i just don't see it right being like i don't know i just don't believe that she could read everything about me yeah it's weird and um she i was obviously very obviously pregnant and she's like you're giving off a very spicy energy you're gonna have a spicy baby she was right i have a spicy little shit <laughs> for sure <laughs> but and then she would just say things that weren't real like mm-hmm. um there was something that she had predicted about craig i don't remember what it was but it wasn't it was bullshit like right. it was like no nah, that's not real like no you he was like I mean? no freak well actually it was when she had said that uh him and his wife were had a fight and he like went along with it when he was talking to him but he's like no we're fine right so but anyways, we kept them in this process. I don't know why, but it just, uh, it got weirder and weirder. We met her husband and the, he was a nice enough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, was but, he as weird? Uh, no, she was definitely the weirdest. Okay. Um, but he put up with her, you could tell. He yeah. was very much like a yes man kind of guy. Uh-huh. So anything that she said, right. he did. Which is fine. You know, you respect your wife. The, your relationship is yours. I don't care. Right. And he would continue on. Like, they would come to the meetings. He would dress professionally. She wouldn't. I brought her to another meeting. I told her, please dress professionally. This time right. she didn't. Yeah. She would never listen. Either listen or get out. Yeah. And she wasn't like like gossipy like Shayna was. Mm-hmm. But I remember bringing her around and somebody asked a question. And remember, only eagles and above are allowed to answer questions. Right. She started answering the freaking question. It was embarrassing. I was like, oh, my God. And then I had to like do... Like damage control. I, yeah, I had to damage control that situation real quick, and I had a, I had to like apologize so much to the person who brought her around. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, like that's not okay. Like I've talked to her about this, right? And oh god, it was so embarrassing. Wow. Yeah, it was. You're like, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, please shut the fuck up. Um, and ultimately through this time it just i might i never clicked with them i didn't want them at my house and i kept oh i don't blame you they were in my process dude from like well we're talking well over six months anyways (laughs) so i like i there oh god it was just the worst like i didn't want them around i kept telling jenny and jenny was trying to encourage craig like hey let's get them out of the process because you're supposed to be able to choose right and it's your business and again for the second time he's dragging this on and even 
Barbara was like, no, they need to be gone. You should, they should have been cut a long time ago. Like she wow. agreed with me at this point. Yeah. And so finally we sat down with this woman because her husband was like working. Sorry, bitch, her. you're too fucking weird. We Get met, out. Well, yeah, we met her at a Sherry's and I like printed out this thing and I said, hey, um, you know, unfortunately the things with this process are not working or something like that. Right. And I was like, try back in six months. Try back. Never. Yeah. So. Wow. How did she take it? She cried. (laughs) Which I understand because like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know her perspective and I never will. And do I feel bad? Yes. But I didn't want her around. I mean, if she's not going to follow any of the rules, then why is she even there? Exactly. You know? I just didn't vibe with her. They're talking about these people are your best friends. Da, da, da. Like, I didn't vibe You're with You're like, her. she ain't my bestie. No. No. So, she, th- that couple would end up being the last couple that I took through the process. Um, but as, speaking of the process and taking people through it, there was this other couple that I forgot to mention with, I think it was my first year or around, like, heading into my second year mm-hmm. of business. We had an event again. And um, the wa- the wife was pregnant. It was a husband and wife. The mm. wife was pregnant. Oh, wow. She was so pregnant. She was going to give birth like the day of the function. Oh, wow. But they still heavily encouraged this couple to spend their money on tickets. And they bought them. Wow. And they were told, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you a refund. We'll get you a refund. The, co- the business never gave them a refund. Wow. After that's that. shitty. Yeah. She was so pregnant. Like, there's no way she would have been like... No, when you're that close to your due date, you, you don't know. Right. And they were basically like making them feel like if you don't go, you can't be around. Yeah. That's so shitty. I know. I feel so bad. I'm so glad that couple never, nothing ever happened with them after they had their baby. And honestly, that's okay with me. Yeah. Like, I hope that they're doing really well. Um, but that just goes into the level of manipulation that they had. They had mm. such a hold. Yeah, they on really everything. did. everything. And, you know, just little things that they did to continue that manipulation. Again, we're going to talk about these incentives. They had this one incentive where they upped the PV amount for for women. And it was specifically for women. And they said, everybody going, even singles, they have to do 300 PV. Dude, that was $1,000. Holy shit. $1,000. They would make you feel bad if you didn't go to these incentives. Like, again, where do they expect you to pull this money out of? They expect you to keep a savings or whatever, like budget in. Like, they expect you to have two jobs and do Postmates on on the side fuck that right fuck them and i was doing that by the end i had three jobs and i was doing postmates on the side that's crazy i had three work from home i had i two work from home jobs one weekend caregiving job and i would do postmates wow it was a lot dude and all that money was going to this business and i still could not afford these tickets dude and they made us feel so guilty like if you didn't make it to this event they would have these things so every day we would have to send send what they said send up a message they had this um app is called communicate Mm -hmm. and they would say send up a kate and they would send them down they'd pass them down so every day you'd have to what they called clear your kate box and so they'd send messages that we're all supposed to listen to and they would send messages down of like people reflecting on these events that they mm-hmm. went to. And it would just like hurt your soul if you didn't get to go. Wow. Like you, they would say, get around the association, do whatever you can to get around the association, do whatever you can to impress your mentors. And they would like post pictures of other people getting to sit down with your mentors. These people weren't, they, they didn't have a leadership level yet. It's like, what did they do to get lunch with this couple? Right. I just wanted to hang out with them. Right. I didn't want them to pay for anything. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Yeah. I just wanted to hang out with them. Wow. And I never got the opportunity to. This, that, the, the couple that I'm referring to, they did end up in, like having that leadership level. And I think they're still in the business today. Oh, wow. But um, 
I just felt so diminished as a person by yeah. the end of this. I tried so hard to impress these people who just, it felt like there was nothing I could do. Right. And they would always say, you'll quit us before we quit you. And they would say, it's not about the business. We're best friends. We'll always be best friends no matter what happens. And bullshit. it was bullshit because eventually I stopped buying the products. They stopped talking to me. Wow. I... After I left the, the business, um, I had lost one of the jobs that I was doing, which is fine. It was just a second job. wasn't my primary job. Right. And I was like sad about it. Yeah. I was really depressed after I left this business. And it was not because I was sad to be out of it. It's because I was so traumatized. Yeah. In ways that I didn't understand. Mm hmm. I had to like rekindle friendships. All the mani manipulation that you went through. Like that's a lot. Yeah. So I would eventually just never hear from them again. Wow. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, you're not giving me money anymore. So fuck you, basically. Exactly. Exactly. And you're worthless to them. Yep. And that's why I have so much regret as far as like I wasted three years with these people. And so much money. So I estimated and this is probably a, the low end of what I lost. But in three years. So you're spending six about six hundred dollars a month on just the products. That doesn't include the hundred and fifty dollar tickets that you're buying four times a year. And the gas that you're spending and on all these meetings and, and the babysitting. Yeah. And and um, the little functions in between, the let's donate to this person's gift, right, yeah. to what have you. I lost over $25,000. Wow. I had 10, when I first started this, I was debt free and had 10 grand in the bank. Wow. I had saved 10 grand. I was debt free. I went through that money so fast because they told me, put it into the business because right. you're investing in yourself. Right. They would tell us, well, the average business, you have to invest so much money and they don't even get a return of investment for so many years. And this is like the fastest way that you can get rich and you're going to be free. They would always say, you're going to be free. You're going to not have a job anymore. And it's like, what? Right. Like that business, the amount of time that those leaders spend doing that shit, they're not free. They no. spend so much time between council sessions. And I mean, if maybe once they get to like the diamond level, which is a pretty high level, maybe right. they don't do it as much anymore. Right. But, but you have to work all the way up there and spend how much up there money to just to get up there. Exactly. And they would always say once you hit the eagle level, that will pay for your ditto. Like that's how much like you have this business revenue. So, I mean, some people were able to pay for their products with their business. Right. But keeping people around was tough. Yeah. Because other people did not like the this pyramid schemey, you know, sense of things. Right. Which it is a like it's a legal organization, right? Mm -hmm. they, they have lawyers, I'm sure. Like Yeah. It's the it's the way that they do things. I remember when I first started, I don't know if things have changed now. They may have changed. Mm -hmm. I haven't I have not associated with either of these two organizations anymore and I don't know what's up today. Right. But back in 2018, they were still teaching us to buy 150 they teach us to buy a total of 200 pv right mm -hmm. they were told us to report 50 pv as a customer volume because you had to sell 50 pv of products in order for them to qualify you for that that kickback check wow so they would tell you to just put in your grandma or put in your mom or just put in any name just there. random people. yep so that's how we got that money and wow. then if you forgot to do that, your money goes to your upline. And there were times that I forgot to do that. Right. Because why? Because we're not selling that. They, they would tell us, you're not stacking it high and selling it cheap. You're not doing all this stuff. You're you're the customer. You're buying it. You're allowed to do, like, I don't know. It just felt really wow. shady. Yeah, that's weird. So It's after, like deceiving. It is. Yeah. So after leaving, it was 
really hard to get back to normal life because, mm-hmm. you know, I felt guilty for a long time for even just taking a nap. Right. Sleeping was very, very difficult for me to feel okay. I was never like, it was not normal to not be doing something. Right. Because for three years, I was told if you're taking a nap, you're being lazy, you're not working, you're not all in. You need to be all in. You need to be talking to X amount of people per day, dropping X amount of messages. Mm -hmm. You need to be bringing us contacts. You need to be bringing people to these plans. Like you, if you don't, you're not dedicated. Right. And one of our leaders, I'm not going to say his name, but he was so ruthless. He would just say if you're like, and I was struggling financially too. And well, yeah, I can imagine. And they were saying, oh, it's because you're going out of budget. You're going out of budget. It's like, no, I was not. Right. I was spending all my fucking money on this stupid business. Right. And not getting the money back in return. Yep. And this guy, he would always say, well, actually he, so he was, um, John and Barbara's son. Oh, great. He was their leader. God. And he was so fucking ruthless, dude. I hate, ugh. <laughs> I still cringe whenever I think of him. Yeah. And, and his wife was so sweet, but no, fuck this couple because they screwed so many people over. Anybody in this business really screwed people over. Wow. And they would just say things. He would always say, like, if you're not doing your 200 PV, you are not all in. You're not all in. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking Like the money. average people, like average people like who work and stuff, especially as a single person. Yeah. You don't have $600 just left over every nope. month. Exactly. Like what? Yep. If you're if you're um, not bringing X amount of guests to these functions, you're not all in. You're still sitting in the bleachers because once you hit a certain pin level, they let you sit down on the floor like that's special for those people. Wow. They'd say you're still in the bleachers like come on people. And then eventually like his dad, John, would just start like cursing at us in meetings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, you guys need to grow the fuck up and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Dude, it got ruthless in these. Wow. Yeah. And your one on ones, you would like these people really degraded you. Wow. And they would give you backhanded ass compliments. It was like I was full in a room full of Kyle's. I'm not surprised I got sucked into something like this because I was with Kyle. Right. It was very, very. No wonder why he liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But he never came around. Right. He would never end up coming around. But he liked the idea. Yeah. And. I think that's why is because you go through this honeymoon phase and then when the honeymoon phase is over, you you're in this abusive relationship and a lot of it was toxic and manipulative and narcissistic. I mean, these people were pompous as hell. I mean, there was this other couple who was they were so the sponsor line of sponsorship is hard because I have to change all the people's names. Um, But so John and Barbara's son, uh, he was sponsored by a, a couple named Greg and Lisa. Mm-hmm. And it was tough being a part of this organization as well because you just watched people kind of marry up mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. And Greg's wife, Lisa, was one of those people. Wow. And I mean, they were always nice to me, but they were always like just challenging people to be around because Greg was pompous as fuck. In fact, I think somebody called him pompous <laughs> and he he would always play into that as a joke and be like, I don't even know what pompous means. My doc, my teacher always said that I have an IQ of like room temperature or something. Because what he the was, fuck? Yeah, he was from a different country and he always was like talking about the immigration mindset and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He was just, he was like, his speeches got weird sometimes. He'd start talking about like 
parents and sex it was just uncomfortable. Ew, what? yeah i don't know why he's just like it was like i think it was the point of like intimacy and like marriage and stuff like that and how that's what they talk about but he would go really in detail and i would just remember feeling like uncomfy in my skin yeah that's weird just so uncomfy like it just you just sit there and you're just like god i fucking hate this stop fucking <laughs> yeah talking. stop fucking talking you and there was one time we would go to these what they called freedom parties where mm-hmm. somebody would quote retire from their job basically their business was making enough to where they could quit their jobs mm. And they would celebrate it like crazy. And they right. smash an alarm clock with like a sledgehammer. Oh, wow. And the sledgehammer had something like, in, like engraved on it. And they'd always read it. And it was a big deal. Anyway, so I was at this one event. And it was when my son was born. My new baby was born. Right. And I had my oldest son with me. Yeah. My oldest son got separated from me in this oh, big, God. huge sea of people at a park. I knew immediately he was going to be terrified. Yeah. Okay. And I found my leader's. Greg and Lisa are my leaders. They right. had a brand new baby too. Oh my and gosh. I go, I say, hey, Greg, he's walking up next to me and he's just pompous as fuck. He doesn't really associate with people who are like, like below him, Be- basically. Him, yeah. So I'm sitting there trying to have a conversation with him and I'm like, hey, my son's missing. You know, I, uh, he's like, he's fine. Yeah, he's well, fine. what if he's not? Right. He, 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 there's all these people like. Yeah, he doesn't know anybody. Yeah, he's he lost. Went. He can't see his mom. Yep. Of course, any child is going to be freaking out. Yep. He didn't help me at all. Wow. Yep. He just, kept, you, he just Craig. kept on walking. Oh, uh, it was Greg. Greg, whatever. Greg, yeah. Um, honestly, at this point, they're the same person. I mean, <laughs> so thankfully at this, my son was at the age. He was, I want to say five mm-hmm. or six. He was six. He knew my phone number. Oh, and good. Thank God. Somebody in the business, he walked up to them, was crying yeah, hysterically, and he gave them my phone number, and the guy called me and was like, hi, I'm so-and-so, I have your son, and then he kind of gave me who his line of sponsorship was. I was like, thank you so much, I'm in the sponsorship, you know, I'll come find you, and I went and found him. Thankfully, we wow. are reunited, Yeah, but... It was so it was so shitty because my leader wouldn't do anything like you're supposed to help me right and be on my like no we're on the same team and you just totally yeah like acted like it was nothing the motherfucking <laughs> child is missing yes and wow it was it was tough because the the leaders did start to act like that at some point they would you know start to act like clicky. Ew, they yeah. would only talk to certain people within their organization, but it's like, like I'm in your organization. Oh, you're not good enough. Yeah, and I'm directly down from them. This was not cross-lining situation. These were my actual leaders. Right. And they were so fucking stuck up and snobby. Wow. It was very sad. Because you were taught that these people are like royalty. These right. people are the people that... Supposed to be good people. The salt of the fucking earth. You just want their attention so bad. Mm-hmm. And they don't give it to you. They don't give you the time of fucking They don't give a fuck. They make you feel if you're not spending the most money and you're not. I mean, the money is what comes down to. Right. That's all they care about. And they really encouraged people to get married. Ew. Yeah. Um, My friend Jess. So after I left the business, Jess and I actually, we lost touch and we later reconnected. Mm -hmm. And. Um, she like had this situation going on with her husband, Robert. Um, she like had to escape to my house one night because he right. was being very abusive. Ugh. And, and I would learn her entire story. I'm not going to go into that, but her story to tell. Yeah. Stay All, tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No. <laughs> um, but I would learn what happened to her and how she was going through domestic violence and, and some very tough things. Right. That the cult would, would ultimately have her cover up. And, um, it's, it's very sad. Because she then learned about my story, which she also had no fucking clue what was going on. Wow. And we were told, like, from the beginning, like, you're not allowed to be friends. Even though... Oh, right. Because like, you guys were 
what is it cross cross well because she was yeah because so we were considered cross line because she wasn't even in the business yet and she wouldn't be in the business until her and robert would get married got it and then once they were married our relationship was still very strained like we were not allowed to communicate for some reason i don't know why it was just weird the rules that they had that is weird so yeah but her to this day she's still one of my best friends i value her so much as a person i mean i'm just grateful that i got out of it yeah for sure because when you go through something like that it it might not sound as bad but when you're going through it and you're looking back and you're like fuck yeah you see these people and you know they're still they're still at large yeah they're still at large doing the same shit in fact i think um taylor and his wife moved to arizona and i think some of their other leaders underneath them moved to arizona as well so that sucks and I'm hoping not to run into them. I, or, you know, maybe I will. Maybe right. one day I'll have the opportunity to be like, I... Like, what's up, scumbag? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, story. Okay, sorry. I forgot about this. <laughs> so, since I have been out of this organization, my boyfriend, awesome guy, my boyfriend used to work um, at a gas station just because he was getting his start in life. He doesn't do that anymore. Don't judge him. Fantastic guy. <laughs> but back in this time... He was young. I mean, yeah. still is, but... <laughs> not that young okay he's a couple years old he's older he's a couple (laughs) years younger than me anyways so he's he was working at this gas station and somebody dropped the message with him yeah he got their number because he had told me he knew my story and he was like i thought we could fuck with them i knew the girl who gave it to him oh god i remembered her first and last name i called her i'm talking to her on the phone i'm bullshitting with her right and then i I, and then i find out her name i was like i said her first last name she's like what i was like yeah i know you and i wouldn't tell her my name she kept asking i wouldn't tell her right and i was like you're in greg and lisa's organization well their whole organization is toxic right um their downline who were my leaders were in support of domestic violence basically because they never like they never helped me right yeah um and she was just so appalled by this and ultimately i was just like don't call me again she called me a week later i was getting a massage i had a massage appointment and um this massage therapist is also a really good friend of mine and Mm so she was able to schedule me later in the day and so i had my massage appointment and i answered my fucking phone during this time because i didn't know who it was and i fucking should not have and it ended up being her and oh she my was trying God. to get my name and i was like no uh-uh i told her my they name they were trying to get your oh name. yeah i was trying to get because told, i'm sure she went and like told them yeah oh yeah she did and they were trying to figure out who i was yeah and um i, t- I told her my name was like annie or something uh-huh like i just and she, i mean eventually she probably could have just like given my phone number out and they could have yeah could have figured out that way my i'm sure they had your information right right so i'm sure there was a communicate sent up somewhere <laughs> <Right>. about me <laughs> do not talk to her <laughs> yeah yeah so my advice if you have been approached by somebody like this like i mean enter at your own risk but this is my experience and actually if you go on youtube there's a lot of people expressing their a lot their um experiences in fact there's a youtube channel i think it's zay melody and seven is one of them um it's this couple um who was in the same area as me they actually name drop so if you want the real scoop the real tea you gotta go check them out on youtube but if again if some enter at your own risk you can make your own decisions i'm not going to try to influence you one way or the other these are my experiences and i stand by them this is this 100 percent true all this shit happened Mm -hmm. i'm just saying beware 
be careful. Be careful out there, friends, because like Corey said, toxic relationships aren't just romantic. They're in your personal life, too, and you have to be really careful. I think one day we should do an episode about red flags. Yes. And what that looks like. So stay tuned for all our fun stuff. (laughs) Corey, where can they follow us at? You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at X's and T underscore podcast. Also, if you have a story that you would like to submit to us, definitely send us send us an email. <laughs> Gmail email. <laughs> uh, we'll link that as well below. And if you have a story, again, as much or as little information as you'd like, we want to give our platform there for people to speak out on the things that they have gone through in their lives. And yes. you have a voice and your voice matters. It does. We are so glad that you came here to listen to our tale. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.